Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Disney and Fox have announced their merger and we're finally talking about it. And reportedly, a Black Widow film is in development. All that after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, what's up, buddy? Oh my god, dude, this move has been crazy. I know, you've been gone for like a month of, uh, of holidays like and move. It's uh, felt like longer, because we moved and it was a struggle to get everything set up in the living room so that we could watch stuff, and then we had like two or three episodes of, of two or three different shows that we were behind on, so we had to like binge watch, sort of like mini micro binge to catch up. And then I was just like, oh, crap. Now that I'm caught up, I have to set up my desk. Yeah. So I had to, like, scramble to get my desk set up so that I could get on the podcast with you. Well, I'm super glad you're back, man. We've had a lot of listeners saying, uh, where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Where's Jeff? Right here. Tampa. You're back. You're back. You're in Tampa now. But you know what? That ain't going to slow us down. We get modern technology. Yeah, we just have to get it configured first. Yeah, and we're working on that. We're working on that. So we're just going to dive right in. Uh, we have a ton to, ton to catch up on tonight because we're a couple episodes of Runaways to talk about, um, a couple episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. to talk about, uh, and a bunch of news, or well, a few things of news and a ton of feedback. So um, <laughs> We're not going to bore you with the news. Yeah. Let's talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, we'll just dive into feedback, because honestly, it's been like a month, and we have a big backlog, and we don't want to skimp on talking about what you guys want to talk about. So, uh, yeah. And I, and I don't... I hate doing feedback when you're not here, because I feel like it's me and you's show. It's our show. And yeah. when people write in, they want to hear what we have to say about their feedback and talk to us. And when we have guest hosts, I don't really like to do the feedback with them. Yeah, so, nobody, nobody wants to hear Dave reading about how great i am and where i am that's true right? that's true <laughs> <laughs> um love you dave <laughs> yeah um oh, oh so so uh we got three things of news what's the, the first piece of news that we have already talked about a little on the cast and we will talk about a lot tonight is uh the fox and marvel uh, fox and disney merger appears fox to be and happening disney it's it's it's, yeah. it's official. It just now it has to go through uh, regulators and see. The problem is, and I don't know how much you've read up on this all, but the problem is they can't actually really start doing things for probably eighteen months. Yeah, like twelve um, to eighteen months is what they're expecting. So for it's crazy because we know the X Men can now me. join Marvel if it all gets approved, but they can't for another year or two. And Fox is going to continue making their movies. Um, in the meantime, so we're just getting deeper into the fact that we've got this other Marvel universe, you know, building on the other side of the aisle, sort of, you know, it's really strange. (laughs) We're going to have a strange, I I really hope, I really hope they're not building this. I mean, it's already like not great, like with the fantastic four, but like X-Men has been okay. I just feel like I don't want them to build this amorphous blob of like terrible. And then they're like, ah, now it's your problem. Well, it was a perfect place to stop right about now. Like apocalypse yeah, right? was a great last bad X-Men movie. And, uh, and, and Logan was a wonderful, uh, swan song for, 
uh, Hugh Jackman and, you know, Deadpool was a great start, but Deadpool could easily jump over into the universe with no problem. So Deadpool doesn't care. It was perfect. Uh, It was a perfect time. And now we're going to get a couple movies in on these other like X-Force and Deadpool 2 and all these things. New Mutants. Yeah, that we're going to be like, well, they all look good, too. And and, uh, it's just going to be tricky. Trickier, it's getting trickier and trickier to combine these worlds, but I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and is that going to also put us up to, like, five movies a year that we're going to have to cover? That is a good question. Uh, we don't oh, yeah. know. We don't know if they're going to cut a lot. We don't know if we're going to, you know, have a net loss of Marvel movies because we have this this uh, merger. Um, but it very well could mean, I feel like Marvel could go to four a year. Um, oh, easy! Like, yeah. like do one a quarter, and every three months we just get a great like Marvel movie, and, and that and I think that would, uh, I think that'd be okay. And I don't think up till now Fox hasn't really done much more than that. Uh, this year though, they have like what? And they, don't they have like three or four dropping in the next year or two? Uh, Between not if mutants. they not if they can't keep their directors around. That's, well, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I'm talking about Deadpool two, X Force. Um, and New Mutants. New Mutants and Dark Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I, for- I keep forgetting about Dark Phoenix. Uh, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> I wish I could. Um, but, okay, so we're going to get into a lot of that. I'm sure we'll talk about it a ton more because we have a lot of your guys' feedback about that. Uh, but the big, a big story from today, like the actual story of the day. Yeah, last uh, 24 hours. Marvel hires a writer for potential Black Widow solo film. Heck, yeah. Uh, and we say Jack Schaefer. Yeah, we say potential, and I'm just saying it's going to happen. Okay. Um, yeah. Given well, the, it's it's a source that hasn't been named so far, and um, it's been reported by the rap. So, like, it hasn't been confirmed by anybody. But like, let's go ahead and just say, like, oh my god, we're getting a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Finally, 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 they're they're coming around to the, they already had a great female hero, and they haven't done anything with her. Uh, and so finally, we're gonna get a get a chance to see this. So I'm super excited. Right, took long enough. Yeah. Um. So I had a little piece of news I wanted to talk about. Um. Are you in? Okay. Our, are you looking at our news doc right now? Uh, I see wrap cake. The Russo brothers posted a picture on on Twitter today. Um, and it's a wrap cake, and this is completely my my own thoughts. Uh. I haven't seen anybody else commenting on this. I just saw this. It's a cake, and it is a it is a Thanos cake. It's a multi-tier Thanos it cake. It's interesting that it's multiple layers, and the one oh, connector yeah. between those two layers is Black Widow's hand. Is that Black Widow's hand? I yeah, thought that might be. you can tell be. by the, the bullet gauntlet. The bullets. Okay, yeah, I, th- I thought that might be the case. So, so, so what it is, is it's Thanos... And on the cake, so so it's their wrap. They're wrapping. Is this Infinity War two? Uh, it's not. It's Avengers four or the second one. Avengers four, right? Uh, so on the cake stands Thanos with two stones in his hands, the blue stone and the green stone, which are the same stones he has in the in the trailer, which is what made me think uh, this might actually have no, some. No, the green weight stone is it. the time stone. Oh, did it? I, I thought he. Oh, you're right. It was blue and purple. Yeah, because he had the he had the power gem and well, that takes, the uh, the blue one, the tesseract, the space gem. You're right. That takes a little bit of it away from me. Uh, but but anyway, uh, what what really intrigued me was there are 
these like sort of eter- pieces of eternity he's standing on, and punching through them is Black Widow's hand, and she's like grabbing onto the 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 surface that Thanos is standing on, and it looks like she's almost crushing it. There's also on the other side something you can't see. You see what I'm talking about? There's another. Uh, on the exact same, oh yeah. Uh, there's same another. Thing it's that, another almost claw, like wood. Well, there's there's one that's kind of behind Black Widow's hand that is a red hand with claws on it. Oh, you're and right. It's clawing I mean, you into the one. into the cake, and then something else uh, over on the other corner, like the corner opposite Black Widow. Yeah, we can And that one's really hard to tell what it is. Anyway, it just looked interesting to me because it looks like it might be a clue as to what goes down toward the end of Infinity 4. Um, and we'll, we'll probably revisit this this cake. Because <laughs> I feel like it's the rap party. They all know how the movie ends. Um, and they have this cake with these three hands. Like, who is this yellowish-brown hand? Who is this claw hand? And why is Black Widow... Black Widow seems like the least likely to have a prominent role in the destruction of Thanos, but... I'd love it. I'd love it if she <laughs> yeah. did, you know. So, I think that's super cool. Um anyway, so that was my little piece of news I wanted to bring. <laughs> huh. That's uh Go to Russo's Twitter, really the Russo Brothers interesting Twitter. Cake. And you can see all but 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 yep, all six infinity stones are present on the cake. Huh. I like the galaxy fondant. Yeah, the galaxy fondant. It's really cool. Amazing. I want, can I have that for my birthday? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Okay. I um, mean, I like that the the ones on the bottom of the base of the cake light up the infinity stones. Oh yeah, it, it's it's a cool cake, people. It's a cool it's a cake. Really cool cake. I want this cake for my birthday. <laughs> like, now that real claw, bad. man, I can't believe I missed that claw hand the first time I, I looked at it. Uh, yeah, yeah it the, who, took me a second. Who is that claw hand? It, what do his? Does that look like any of his servants? Uh, n- no. Okay. I mean, Corvus Glaive has claws, um, but he's not, not he's not red. Reddish. And that doesn't really look like a Groot brown over there on the other side. Yeah. It looks more like a clay face yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Anyway, oh, so you should all, all check this cake series. out. It's, it's super interesting just because it could be a, uh, you know. Entryway into lot. what's going on it's over just, there. Yeah, it's just a lot to speculate about. Yeah, it really is. It's it's so funny that it's just a it's just a little cake, but it has a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's so many clues. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for more to listen to this week, I was on DC on screen this week, so I wanted to give them a shout. Uh, I was a guest. I guest hosted because Jason's computer crashed. So <laughs> it's so funny in, in this like uh, kind of low budget world of podcasting. That how often like a computer problem is, uh, is is like well the computer didn't work this week, well we're we've got a guest host, <laughs> right? Super funny. Um, like, somebody's down and out. Guess we better pick up the slack somewhere else. All right, man. Well, that's the news. I, I think we're gonna cut it there and just go right into some feedback because we have so much feedback to talk about and a lot of it's gonna be news related. Um, so might as well get the twofer. Let's dig. Let's dig in on the news, my friend. Let's kick this pig. Uh, let's see. First up, what? <laughs> see, let's kick this pig. Yeah, is that a phrase? Yeah. Are you sure it's not stick this pig? 
She's like, you stick a pig. Pretty sure. You don't you kick never, pigs. Did you never watch Ask a Ninja? N- oh, no, I don't. I, I did, but I don't remember that reference. Uh, I was from... It's weird that I remember it this vividly. Uh, it was from the Ask a Ninja Omnibus episode, the first one, wherever he answered a bunch of questions all at once. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. I remember it well. <laughs> um, so he was like, all right, so let's kick this pig. And then, funny. you know, started, what is the best way to begin a strongly worded letter to a retailer who has wronged you? I'm a ninja. He moves on. Anyway, so Jordan Pierce said to us, could Civil Warrior, what? Uh, I think he's talking about a character named Civil Warrior. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Could Civil Warrior make an appearance in Avengers 4, question mark, exclamation, times two? If Tony is killed or badly injured in Infinity Wars, they could do an end credit scene on Steve finding the Civil Warrior armor left by Tony. That would be so freaking cool. I know it's likely that Steve dies, but I want to see that armor so badly. I'm going to be honest with you, Jordan. I have no idea what you're talking about. If I had to guess, Civil Warrior armor is probably, uh, based on his description, Tony Stark armor left for Cap. Yeah, yeah. That's, that yeah, sounds I'm, I'm look, amazing. I'm looking at it now, and it does look pretty cool. I, I almost feel like, you know, it's kind of like putting a hat on a hat, though. He's already, like, super strong <laughs> and super fast <laughs> and super tough. So do you, do you, need, do you need, does he need armor? He yes. hasn't up till now. But I guess if you're facing off certain galactic enemies, then you do. Of course but you yeah, need it. Does, it. it does look cool, for sure. Oh, wow. No, that was... Okay. What? Uh, sorry, I'm... Like, was that introduced on Contest of Champions? It is. It is apparently introduced. It has been introduced on Contest of Champions, yes. But I don't think that... I don't know if that's like... Not sure where, if that's where it came from. I doubt, I doubt it's where it came from, but it's most yeah. of the Silver Contest Champions is from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, yeah, so Civil Warrior armor. We don't know it. Sorry, Jordan. Hmm. But but it does look cool, and we hope that happens. That might be a neat thing. Uh, let's see. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, My opinion, if Disney buys Fox and Marvel gets the X-Men, they need a full reboot. To quote Kylo Ren, Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> Uh, Fox has screwed up their timeline too much. What I'd like to see is a cable Deadpool X-Force universe, maybe parallel so they can play with ideas. And then if the uh, Fantastic Four multiverse jumps into the MCU, have them bring the time-displaced original X-Men from the current comics or have the X-Men return from an extended space mission with the Shi'ar. Uh, One request is, let's not do the mutants or feared and hated story for every movie. The X-Men have so much more to offer than that. Maybe do something where the Fantastic Four and Avengers bring the mutants into the MCU because they're going extinct in another multiverse. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree that the whole, like, the mutants are feared and hated, that thing, that's a bit tired. Well, I think it's just an element of... It can uh, be an element, but it doesn't need to be the main focus every right. time. Absolutely, I totally agree. There's a lot more there, and they can do a lot more. But, but I mean, I, I just think it, I don't think that's going to go away if they introduce the mutants because I think that's a part of who the mutants are. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be all of it. I mean, and in a way, we, we, with, with the way they did Civil War, <laughs> kind of you already have all enhanced people being a little hated and feared. 
Yeah, yeah. In the MCU, and so if if enhanced people, it's like we talked about a couple weeks ago. If a bunch of teenagers suddenly started, uh, you know, becoming super powered, there would definitely be fear running amok. Like, yeah, why uh, would you give teenagers like the worst people for like impulse control? Exactly, Teen- superpowers. <laughs> teenagers run amok with superpowers. That story at eleven. <laughs> no. No, no. Just like the fear mongering that would happen would happen on the nightly news, you know. Joe Ketchum uh, on Facebook says, "Infinity War prediction: Thanos blinks several of the Avengers out of existence, and we see the year in MCU without Stark, Cap, Hulk, Thor, and so on. Also, Stark has to replace every song on Quill Zune with Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up.'" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be the worst prank if he left. He left Earth, when that's all he had left. Oh, I'd be <laughs> so upset for him. It would hurt. It would hurt so bad. It would hurt so bad. Oh man, and that would be a great uh, idea though. It's got right. It's got two hundred songs on it. What two hundred songs on it? And they're all some form of never going to give you up. You're a sick man, Joe Ketchum. You're a sick man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, his other his other idea about blinking them out of existence, I, I, I like it. Um, I, I, d- I don't know if they have time for that exactly. I don't know. They've got two movies, so yeah, we could do we could do. It's a wonderful Marvel universe. Like <laughs> that could happen. No, Matt, it's House of M. It's a wonderful Marvel universe. Actually, it would be House of T because you know House yeah. of Thanos. Yeah, but. I mean, they, there's been talk of, like, that maybe having a part of, like, it might have an inspiration in the movie. Because there, there was a scene in the trailer where, or, I'm sorry, in the trailer for Infinity War, where there was, there was a bedroom that looked a lot like the bedroom in House of M, where Black Widow and the, or not Black Widow, uh, Scarlet Witch and the Vision were together. Oh, right, right, right. Well, and there's that moment where they are together. In that same uh, bedroom. In that same, yeah. And so or that, that, that definitely, like same bedroom. definitely could have, have play a part. Yeah, yeah. So we might get a little bit of House of M. I would love, like, more House of M because that was a really cool story. But, you know, if they if they want to give us a little taste, a little tidbit, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it kills me sometimes when they truncate these stories, and they're just like, "All right, we told the story." And I mean, the, the worst case, the worst case of this in the MCU, and you know, most of the MCU, I don't mind how they change things, but uh, Age of Ultron was like weekend of Ultron, and that really <laughs> right. it was it was weekend at Ultron's. <laughs> <laughs> got no, I got no strings. I just have two frat boys holding me up. <laughs> Oh, weekend at Bernie's reference. Um, okay, uh, so good job, good job. Uh, but in less than a less than um, you know, uh, it's a wonderful life. It could be Back to the Future too. I was listening to quote unquote Guilty this week, and they were drawing the comparison uh, between Back to the Future two and It's a Wonderful Life, uh, which is straight up what happens. He goes back, uh, and, and instead of you know the it, biff changes the biff changes 1955 so 1985 suddenly becomes like uh covered in casinos and stuff you know <laughs> yeah yeah and it's exactly like the scene where um uh the it's a wonderful life character comes back uh and back into existence and runs around the town and everything's like uh like 
strip clubs and <laughs> I don't think it's strip clubs, but it's all like it just basically everything's gone gone to shit in the town, and it's the same exact like running around Hilldale, seeing everything. Uh, Hill Valley, Hill Valley, goodness, uh, <laughs> what's Hilldale? Uh, it's a combination of Hill Valley and Riverdale. Well, isn't there a Hilldale? I don't know. I'm sure there's a Hilldale. Probably. Uh, but anyway. There's tons of towns out there, Matt. There are tons of towns out there. Uh, but yeah, he runs into Hill Valley and, uh, oh, Hilldale is, is from Back to the Future. It's the, maybe it's the city or it's the whatever. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, they were just drawing that comparison. And so it could be that comparison here. Thanos could use the time gem to go back in time and, like, stop the Avengers from assembling, you know? Yeah. Stop yeah. Avengers 1 from happening, and then, then you've got a, a scenario where uh, the, the, he was successful the first time when he sent Loki through, you know? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities that could happen from that. I mean, there was the what-if story from uh, Agents, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last season, you know, where Hydra took over. Yeah, for sure. Very similar thing. Yeah. I, I would hate... I would hate for them to do that though if uh you know if the films did that it's kind of like they're they're discounting Agents of Shield doing it like oh you think you can oh. do a what if we're going to do it so much better you can do you can do multiple what ifs especially time travels time travel I mean they the way they did it was so different to actually do it in the real universe with time travel instead of in the framework that's pretty different um that yeah. that discounts their ability to do it in the show and it'd be good um okay <laughs> it would actually be interesting since, well, we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. was uh, rampantly run amok with Hydra at that time. It would actually be interesting if Thanos took over and you had a bunch of Hydra agents effectively having to fight Thanos. Yeah. Because, because they, they still want to save Earth. They, they're, not, they're not trying to turn Earth over. They weren't for themselves or whatever. They're not right. trying to turn it over to Thanos. So that could be kind yeah. of interesting. If Thanos is in control, then we're not in control, and that's not okay. Yeah. Like Sitwell being a real, like acting like a real hero, even though he's whatever, you know. <laughs> oh uh, God, that could be that could be kind of great. Um, okay, Ashley Coffin uh, says on Facebook, "A dream is a wish your heart makes," and she's got a photoshopped thing of uh, uh, Professor X hanging out with the Avengers. <laughs> and having his head rubbed by Cap, his bald yep. head rubbed, it's pretty great. That's a great picture. I want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Sherman Smith says on Facebook, played four out of the five episodes of the Telltale Guardian game. Um, the game is so good. The game is as good as the movies. Phenomenal storytelling. That makes me want to play it. I, I, I've been a little hesitant because I know they're not in the same universe or whatever, but like, uh, and I'm such a universe head. Um, but man, I, I would really, I need another Guardian story in my life. After that, Guardians 2, man. <sighs> it was <laughs> That's really, a good one. It was really great. It was really, really great. All right, so Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, this is an interesting take on the Fantastic Four rights situation, but I think the article, as needlessly long as it is, misses the point until the last paragraph. Disney would own distribution rights to any Fantastic Four movie, and the rights to the Fantastic Four have long been rumored to be tied to the continued production of said movies. The question is, would the current production rights holders 
make movies that will never see the screen just to spite Disney, or will this, I'm sorry, or view this as a chance to cash in on a thus far unprofitable IP? I'm betting that it's the latter. Yeah, I think anybody's going to play play house with the mouse if they need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that that article, I believe, was written before it was officially announced that Fantastic Four would be included with the deal. Right. Well, I think it's something to do, and forgive me, I haven't read up on it, um, but it's something to do with they're getting the rights to the part of the Fantastic Four back, but they're not getting the distribution rights, so we might end up with like a Hulk situation or something like that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fuzzy on the details, but they're getting uh, some of the rights back, but not all of the rights. Some third like some third company owns like distribution rights or something. Yeah, the Fantastic Four rights are so buried in legal legalese it's obscene I but just, i think if they're uh, gonna spend the billions they just did to free uh, all the fox content i think they're gonna uh they're gonna do what they have to do to make a fantastic four movie happen right right they, they're gonna get it uh, uh, let's see disney gonna get it disney gonna get it i mean i i love that um that mickey mouse head on Thanos picture that you've seen. <laughs> I haven't seen it. That's funny. Oh man, it's Mickey Mouse's head on Thanos and um he's putting like he's got in the Infinity Gauntlet slots, he's got um Marvel and like Marvel Studios, Star, Fox, Wars, Star Wars, Spider Man, Pixar and the, maybe. And Pixar and he's adding to the gauntlet. <laughs> he's adding uh, Fox to the gauntlet, the X-Men to the gauntlet and he's like, this does put a smile on my face <laughs> except it would be like, this does put a smile on my face <laughs> huh? <laughs> anyway great. Uh, Nathaniel Mussey said to us on Facebook, looks like Xmas came early this year X-Men are home, talking about the Disney Fox merger, of course X-Men the are home, acquisition I mean, less merger, so you know we're, we're we're still uh, waiting to see if it gets approved, but the fact that, I mean, you know, we started hearing rumors of the Spider-Man coming home, and, and it took a couple years to really get it all solidified, but it's just so crazy that all this ha- all this is happening. I, we, I just didn't, expe- I didn't expect X-Men to come home, and I, didn't, I never thought, oh, they'll just buy the entire company of 20th Century Fox. Right? They're just that's, like, whatever. That's crazy. You crazy, Mouse. You crazy. House of Mouse don't play around, man. Uh, Brian Wirtz said to us in what looks like an email or a message, um, said, first off, what's up, guys? I've been a listener to the cast for right around three years now. The content is always fun and informative while hearing you guys talk about the MCU. Like many of the fans, I'm happy overall with the way they have adapted my favorite comic book heroes onto the big and small screen. The latest Thor was awesome, and the Infinity War looks badass. You know what? You're right. All of that, everything you've said so far is right. Here's where I get to my biggest pet peeve with the MCU. It's complete disregard at times for the fact that the Netflix and network TV shows that claim to have connective tissue seem to become less and less as time goes on. It makes me feel like they're waiting for us all to forget they even said the phrase, it's all connected, so they can go, great news everyone, we don't have to shoehorn references anymore. Of course, I know (laughs) it's probably not vindictive on their part. I've heard all the reports and interviews that say it's just not possible with time slash budget slash scheduling constraints, but I must believe they could do way more if they really put their minds to it. 
Some of that is just excuses for, I don't wanna. That's, I mean, that's a good point so far, and it, I, I agree. Uh, he continues, After all, a giant floating metal ring hovering on its side in full view of New York City would be hard for all the Netflix heroes to ignore. I mean, those creators must know how happy more direct connections would make the fans, and if they did have some movie and TV people cross over for a hot minute, remember Samuel L. Jackson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and all that happiness that would translate to dollars for them. I know this is something we as fans should probably just move on from, and truth be told, it doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the properties, but as a kid, I used to love crossover comic issues, and just wish I could see more of that in the MCU. Quick observation from a Long Gone Season 1 S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. See if you remember this. I want to see Dr. Franklin Hall come back as Graviton. Thanks and keep up the great podcast. Brian. P.S. Oh, man. I am also a budding professional illustrator, so feel free to check my stuff out. Be worth creations. Sweet. I, we, we definitely will check your stuff out. Um, man, Graviton, that, that brings some... That, that hand, man. The hand back. pushed out of it. Like they oh, set yeah. that up, and then they just never did anything with and it. And then at the end, they they show that the graviton the gravitonium is still in play and being passed from one villain to the other. Um, so you know it's still out there. So yeah, I'm, it would I'm be so interested. easy for him to like reform and just be graviton. And like, oh my god, graviton would be okay. Graviton is a very big time villain as far as like power level so um they're either gonna have to tone him down for the show or uh they're gonna have to like bring in some powerhouses into the series if they're gonna yeah, bring him back maybe i mean they've had some pretty powerful people they faced off with like uh that guy who was controlling all of matter last season was pretty uh, it was pretty for, during the Ghost Rider arc. Yeah, Molecule like, Man. He was pretty powerful, but you know they were just they just handled him in a different way or whatever. Um, yeah, they just planned around his his plan. Yeah, they so counterplanned him. I, I think it's definitely possible. They 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 definitely intended to use that at the time, and I'm wondering if 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 they've actually forgotten about it or if if they're just playing the really long game. <laughs> <laughs> It's the long con. I, I always expect them to come back like a little later, and and I've I've said over and over I love when uh, hero I love when villains come back like seasons later. Um, oh yeah, but they they've waited so long now it almost doesn't have the weight it would have um, at the uh, you know that. Oh long yeah, ago. people. I mean, people are gonna look at him like if they say you know if they bring him back and he's just like oh hey what you've done to me. And people are going to be like, uh, who are, yeah. when did, who was, oh yeah, that second episode of season one. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a little while ago. <laughs> um, just to speak to all of Brian's other points about connectivity, we're absolutely with you. Um, I understand the reasons they can't, they sometimes, I understand the reasons it's hard to do, but they should understand that it's, it's, it's valuable to us fans and they should put in the work um, to make this connectivity happen. You know? Yeah, I mean, they made promises. They did, and they haven't broken them. Maybe Runaways might not be connected. We're not sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, it's so good. I'm okay, I'm okay watching it anyway. Um, but they, they, they really need to make, make it clear what's connected and just have a few connections here and there. And, I mean, you know, they have mentioned uh, 
mention things on the Netflix shows to show that they're in the same universe as Avengers 1, uh, but they really haven't gone pet further than that. You know, I don't think we've heard about Sokovia. We haven't really heard about the Accords, which you'd think would be a big deal on that show. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, especially yeah. with Jessica. Jessica doesn't really seem to keep her stuff uh, private. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, for a private we, eye, you're not very private. I don't think we've mentioned it, but th- th- they're coming back in March, right? Jessica's back yeah, in March. March 8th. How do we miss that in the news? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, well, could, because we were in a hurry to get to everybody's feedback. Um, but yeah, just so we, we don't forget, um, Jessica Jones is back in March. March 8th, I think I saw. That's crazy soon. That's exciting. Yeah. And I'm going to be on tour and I don't know how we're going to cast about it, but we're going to try to make it happen. <laughs> well, here's here's how it's going to go. You're going to be on tour, and during that tour, you're going to swing through Tampa, yeah. and in yeah in March, and we're going to have a sit down, and we'll watch a few episodes and cast about it until you know <laughs> maybe we get through like maybe episode ten or so. Yeah, and Tampa's not wh- in my way at all. I'm just going to be in Tennessee that week. Uh, <laughs> so inconvenient for me. I know, I know, I'm sorry. All right, so next up, uh, Kamal said to us on <laughs> on a Facebook message, OMG, you actually read my comment. <laughs> so about the MCU mutant thing. What if the children of active inhumans and, mu- and humans, sorry, what if the children of active inhumans and humans mutate so that they don't need teragenesis and they just call them mutants as short for mutated inhumans? Something, something, MCU movie science. <laughs> uh, I think the only problem, that, I, I think I can think of two problems with that. Like one, don't, aren't, aren't the, uh, I, guess, I guess they're not active, but um, we already have a lot of mixing of humans and, in, and inhumans. Yeah, there's there's already a thing with you know the the gene gets passed down and right. I guess the it, difference between active and human could be different. Like an active, but that just seems like it would take a while to get enough. And you lose the 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 main problem for me is you lose the, the, the we we talked about it a couple of times now, but the fear of just a random person getting it. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you, you, if if you kind of know the lineage and you know who's going to get them, then it's like. It's not nearly as uh, strange or interesting or scary as as as, as the X Men have always been portrayed as sort of you know the X gene. The X gene is going to get you. It's going to get <laughs> you. Get you and your children. Um, your children are going to grow spikes. Yeah, they. You they better look out. Well, could grow spikes. Yep, <laughs> and that could be their only power. <laughs> like that guy in uh, X three. Who was played by Ken Leung, the same guy <laughs> who was Karnak. Oh, neat. Yep. Uh, weird information that I have stored in my head. Uh, Carrie McKellar said to us on Facebook, On Yondu being a Cree, I just watched it and he said his parents sold him to the Cree and he was a battle slave, so he was not a Cree. See, we've talked about this many times before, but. I agree that seems like that's what that means, but it doesn't actually say it. Like, he is he is blue. Uh, we never, like, I, I think of it like, like, this is how it could be. He's sold to the Cree, like, the Cree government or whatever. 
Right. It could, it could have been sold to the Cree, whatever, like the Cree leadership, and has still been a Cree. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. It, it seems like he's not a Cree, but it never says what he is. Someone else, I don't know if it's in the feedback today, someone else said he's a Centaurian, which I think is something from comics. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so I know he's I know he's not a Cree in the comics, yeah. but I just thought they might be MCUing it. And, and they just... I'm still not. I'm still not satisfied that that's been confirmed. They have not. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, the MCU universe, as big as it is, is still significantly smaller than the comics universe for sure. So, Centaurians is not a thing that they've just kind of been like, ah, it's a thing, whatever. But like, Guardians is kind of the place to do that, you know? Oh like, yeah, for sure. There's so many different. Like, uh, I mean, even even OG Guardians, you know, like, uh, let's get the old team back together. Sliced alone. Yeah, that's so so weird and offbeat, but they did it, they did it well. Yeah, I mean, you've got a bunch of guys there that are just, you know, what are what are you kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So next up, Nerdy Tastic said to us on Twitter at MCUcast. I laughed so hard at you guys trolling Doctor Strange's accent. It's not bad. But it is very strong, and especially glaring since Benny Batch is famous for his natural English accent. There's I don't no know. I don't Dr. know what you're Str- talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> nerdy tastic. I don't know. I am just talking in a regular American accent. I was trolling no one. Very generic. <laughs> she says there's no reason Doctor Strange couldn't be an Englishman living in NYC. I totally that's, agree. That's true. That's true. It's like that, those ah. kind of changes that I think no one would care. And then they make, you know, they, 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 they've, in the past at least, they've whitewashed characters and da-da-da-da-da, like made like changes that really upset people, but then they're scared to make like a change that just makes things easier and makes things more... Right, uh, like know. he's no longer from New York. Yeah, like why why, why does that matter? doesn't matter at he's all He's from a different major city. Yeah, it just makes him a little more global so that when he travels it just might have felt a little more normal. I don't know. Just seems yeah. fun to me. <laughs> uh, Nerdy Tastic also said, Adam's Ucast, Alice Eve has always been my choice for a Sue Storm in a 60s era period piece version of Fantastic Four. Hmm. I can see that. I don't, she definitely has the look. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Oh, uh, another comment about our ads. Uh, Nerdytastic says at MCUcast, the ads themselves don't bother me. What's more annoying is when the same damn ad plays back to back. Yeah, we we have no control over that. <laughs> we have a, we have a little little bit a little bit not even total but a little bit of control over the placement of some of the ads, but we have no control over what they play. Um, at this point in our in our podcasting careers. Because we're <laughs> we basically we we basically uh, use a company that allows us uh, uh, free to cheap hosting if we if if we let them put our ads on our cast. So uh, yeah. up till now, that's kind of how we're doing things. One day, hopefully, uh, you know, things will go well enough that we can get our own hosting and do our own thing. But yeah, yeah. people come to us and As be a, like, "Hey, I want to buy ad space on your thing. I want to sponsor you." Yeah, we get that every once in a while, but not often. And most of the time, they just give us goods <laughs> instead of money. Um, but yeah. uh, you, we, uh, you know, what's interesting, I think, about our our ads is they generate. They're not the same for everyone. 
I don't think everybody necessarily knows that, but they generate differently. Every time you download the cast, a new ad is like literally inserted as you're downloading it <laughs> for a yeah. new download. So it's not like they put, they put the same ads on everyone's cast. So you might be having that experience, Nerdytastic, but some other people might not be getting the same ads over and over. But uh, it, yeah. it's, it's very interesting how they do that. But uh, they just let RNGs take the wheel. Basically, once the fee, once the Music comes on at the end of the cast. You can go ahead and skip to your next thing because it's just going to be an ad fest for about two or three minutes at the end. I put it no, all at the end. No, you listen so. to every single one of those ads, please. <laughs> I put it all at the end so that so that that wouldn't bother anybody, um, or it would be less bothersome. But if you yeah, want to listen to ads, there's our sponsors. They're, they're kind sponsoring of, us. We appreciate it. It's kind of on us to to add a, a slot like here. You can put any ad you want into this bucket, but it has to be right here. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like ah, it's all at the end. They're all at the end. <laughs> we put one at the beginning because they, they they ask us to, and then the rest go at the end. Um, so you don't have to listen to them unless you desire. <laughs> uh, Nerdy Tastic also says on Twitter, whoever plays Doom needs to have a good voice to book out of that mask. And expressive eyes, since his face will be covered. How about Richard Armitage? He was the lead dwarf in the Hobbit movies. I like him. Yeah, I like his. Uh, his he definitely has expressive eyes. That's for I sure. like his presence. Um, uh, I don't know that I've seen him in anything else though. Um, so I can't really speak to how his voice would go for that because his like his dwarf voice does not fit Doctor Doctor Doom. Um, however, his acting is on point. So, I believe he could do something with it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wobbly Boots eighty five says Adams you cast in regards to hashtag Infinity War and who is in the Hulkbuster armor. I definitely think it's Bruce Banner inside of the armor, but he's in there as a Trojan horse to trick who they are going into battle with. They think it's Tony, and then surprise, out comes the Hulk. I, I, it's definitely a possibility. I don't know where we're all getting that. But everybody seems to think that, and I think it's I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, maybe just because we've never we haven't seen a shot of Tony anywhere near there. Um, well, we did see a shot of Bruce Banner next to one of the Hulkbuster gauntlets, like he was working on it or something. Ah, uh, okay. That was when he was talking to Nat. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that'll. I mean, I, we don't even. We still don't even know how he gets home, so like, <laughs> I just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, no. I know exactly how he gets home. He comes crashing in through the Sanctum Sanctorum. That's true. We do know that. Just the same way that the Silver Surfer did in the Infinity War comic. Interesting. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's really good. really good aim on Thanos' part. <laughs> it really, really is. Go it's across like, galaxies go, or whatever. Be a messenger. Herald my coming. And throws him. And he's like, oh, you know, I had to account for, like, the spin of the galaxy. Yeah. You know, the, the rotation, rotation around the, the solar sun. system. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That's great. He's just, he's got really... He's he's been around. That's all it is. Uh, Paypie said to us on Twitter, Adam's Ucast. Sorry for making it so long. My it is for how you start the mutants in the MCU. I don't think Feige would allow the current X Men universe into the MCU. The only thing he would allow is Deadpool, because that could make sense. How I think the MCU should introduce the Fantastic Four and X Men. First off, you don't do it immediately. 
Do it in Phase 4, but not the first movie in Phase 4. Fantastic Four should be introduced maybe in the third year of Phase 4, but wait till the last movie of Phase 4 to start X-Men. Make it like mutants are just emerging into the world and make the first mutant movie a movie about Charles Xavier. Then the first movie of Phase 5 is Wolverine, where you reveal Logan was one of the first mutants and do a Captain America type story, except he doesn't get frozen, kind of like Wonder Woman. Then you do a past credit scene where Charles Xavier meets Wolverine in modern day and he says he's making a home for mutants. At this point, the mutants are still out of the main public eye. Through Phase 5, you also do several other movies, Fantastic Four 2 and Avengers movies, uh, and don't make it just X-Men, but the X-Men are always there, but not interacting with the Avengers yet. Then the next story you do for mutants is a Cyclops story. You have him fight a random villain that most people don't know, and you make it an amazing villain, like Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man. Uh, you you have a couple people see a big fight between Cyclops and this villain, but it's a small town, not a huge city. People start blogging about it, and almost like a conspiracy theory on the internet. This movie is kind of laying uh, the seeds for the mutants becoming a big thing in the MCU. The post credit scene for that would be Cyclops on the doorstep of the mansion. That's it. Um, Next movie would be Jean Grey. You hit at the Phoenix Force, and you do a villain uh, thing similar to Cyclops. But you make the difference with this one is you make this battle between Jean and the villain is you make it big. You expose mutants. Uh, then the post credit scene is Charles talking to Cyclops, saying they have to form the team. The next movie would be the first X-Men movie. You bring together Jean Grey and Wolverine into the fold. You introduce Beast and Iceman and maybe Angel. They are minor characters but are introduced. Your main focus is the group who had already had movies. Um, you have them fight a small-time villain, but not too small, maybe Juggernaut. Uh, but you make it as big as Avengers. You make a new superhero team. The post credit scene of that one is Charles meeting the Avengers uh, maybe Captain Marvel or Black Panther. Interesting. What do you mm. think of that, Jeff? Uh, I think the Cyclops solo movie would be a pretty cool thing if they were to do the Mister Sinister bit of uh, you know Mister Sinister um, kind yeah, of wrecking his I childhood. Think, I think you're doing a, a little bit more than he's wanting to do. I think I think his idea is that like introduce these as single mutants out in the world with very little other connectivity and then you bring them together similar to how they did the Avengers which I think is a yeah. an interesting thing I, and obviously yeah you, he could have some interaction with Mr. Sinister or whatnot in his childhood um, I think that that could work um, I think Mr. Sinister being his villain would probably be uh, one of the better things you know and, and set him up with a he doesn't get killed kind of thing um because killing villains makes you have to get a new one and introduce them and Every nobody time, likes that. Yeah. yeah, it's dumb. But if you've got like all of these forces out there because, you know, the way that they're talking about it is like these are kids, you know? So 
these teenagers are coming, you know, coming into powers and they're not necessarily going to be able to fight whoever it is that their villain is, or they're not going to be able to beat them. Uh, and certainly I guess wouldn't want to kill them more, more, more than likely if they're heroic teenagers, they're not going to want to kill them and be like, ah, I'm better than you. But you've got these kids with all of these forces out there in the world, like as they're growing up and becoming this team and more people are coming to the school, then, you know, they've got different things going on and different parties coming into play for different events. And like that, that world building, that amount of world building is what is just like the best thing about comics. It's what, and it's what so, made, it's what's made Marvel Studios so interesting is uh, they built the world first, and I do, you know it's it's interesting that he brings all this up because I think like we do think of the X Men as one thing, but what if you did take time to build the team, similar yeah. like to what you did in the in, in the uh, in in the Avengers? That's an interesting idea. I like it. Um, I, I definitely think that at the end of that you would have a very uh, well thought out team that they, then you could hopefully have like an Avengers versus X Men type situation, and it could be really, really, really interesting because then we'd have like fifteen years of Avengers, and we'd have a really strong team of X Men. Um, I think it could be really rad. Yeah, and I mean, in in those like you again, like you said, you think of the X Men as one unit most of the time. But in the movies that they've had where they try to give a little bit of backstory for everybody and like try to show everybody's origin, like that doesn't work. Yeah, it's too it much. It does not work. It's too much for a movie. So you, and, it's, so you either have to just jump in and not give everyone an origin story in which you just don't care about everyone as much. They're just all kind of students in a school. Or you have to build them separately like, the, like yeah. he's talking about, which I, I think and is a really cool idea. Not everybody deserves a movie. Sure. Like, sadly to say, but, like, Colossus probably doesn't deserve a movie. I love Colossus, but, like, his origin story is kind of eh. But Nightcrawler, on the other hand, is absolutely movie-worthy. Right. So, like, it's there's that balance there, and I would love to see that kind of thing come to fruition. Although... If they did that, like, if that's what they started, then there would be so much criticism on the internet of, like, oh, you're just doing the Avengers over again. Marvel's using the old formula. Sure, that's true. So, they they have to keep it fresh. they're using the old formula that worked really well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I, I I think there's a way to have your cake and eat it, too, though. Like, you could start out with something akin to a Professor X movie, or, or, or like you could have in the same year have a Professor X and a Wolverine movie that both kind of told their ba- their backstories, and then you could jump into an X Men movie. You wouldn't have to do every one of the you know you wouldn't have to do the Cyclops and the Jean Grey if you didn't want. Um, but uh, but but and then you could have like that first you could have that first X Men movie be a Cyclops movie. You know, like have it be his journey into the family of the X Men. You know. Um. And then and you introduce the characters through his eyes, and then you go on to give the the other uh, characters their due later. Yeah, or maybe start with Jean Grey, so you don't have the same formula of like having the female character be, have not have her solo film for so many years. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, um, it would be yeah. Uh, it's it's easier to introduce newer 
heroes um, in a team-up movie. Like, it's easier to give their, their easy backstory. Like, for the ones who had a less traumatic childhood, <laughs> it's easier to bring them in on the, the team-up movies and have the guys who have really complex backgrounds like Cyclops or like Jean Grey or like Charles Xavier, you know, etc., have those guys have their own movies and then come together. So I could see where that could work. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Nathaniel Muzzy on Twitter says, at MCU cast, just realized that we can get super scrolls in Captain Marvel now. You know, you say that, but probably not because it hasn't been finalized. Yeah. Once it's finalized, that may be the case. And it may be finalized by then. It's one of those, like, I think it's going to be Captain Marvel is far enough away. Isn't it next year in between the two Infinity Wars? I guess that's this year. Dang. So no, soon. no, it's next year. It's going to be early next year. It's like February. So, so they've got a year. They said they said this deal will take twelve to eighteen months uh, to finalize, and you know it's very possible that they they have like just like they had with Spider Man. They they apparently had two versions of the script and two versions up until very close to release. Like they weren't sure if they were getting Spider Man back until very late in the game. So it could be that yeah. they do the same thing with uh, with something like a Super Scroll. Because, um, I mean, a Super God, Scroll, you could have man. one great scene with the Super Scroll, and that could be the th- the big moment. And either they're going to have to cut it or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I was I was hoping so hard that, like, in, uh, in the Runaways, like, up until, like, uh, the second to last episode or something like that, I was hoping really hard that they were holding off on telling Molly's origin so they could just be like, she's a mutant! Yay! Yeah. Because we have mutants! Yeah. I guess I guess they didn't know about that deal because I, I thought that's what they were doing, really. Because yeah. everyone else kind of got an origin except her. But uh, but they gave... They, and then they, they were just kind of like, ah, no. They did kind of give us an origin there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not mutant. Spoiler it's, alert. It's not. Uh, Popeye says, today might be the best day of the year. I've been smiling for hours. X-Men and the MCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that might have that been... Was, that was a really big day. That was a really, really big and day. And we even had a cast planned for that day just to gush for how excited we were. But we had I'm to... Sorry. We, we couldn't make it happen. Um, <sighs> but we're back, so man. Bad. We're back. Excited. I'm excited. That, I'm excited that you're settled in over there and we can start get back to this cast. I'm been settled missing, enough. I've been, I've been missing it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm settled enough to do... This one. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh, so Brandon, B. Uh, that's, I'm not going to say your at name. Brandon, <laughs> he says, whatever happens, oh no, quoting at Marvel Studios, whatever happens, please don't retcon the old X Men movies. Mm. Or don't retcon in the old X Men movies. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I misread that don't retcon the old X-Men movies. I thought he was saying to keep them, but he's saying don't bring them in. Yeah. Like, do your own thing. Don't even don't even acknowledge them. Yeah. Like, yeah, all I right. Think that's, I think that's the way to go. Personally, I think that's the way to go. Jake OZ said, do you guys think they can merge the X-Men and Fantastic Four without a retcon of the MCU timeline? Um, I think they can, as we just discussed, start them, start them anew. I don't think who who. I mean, Fantastic Four. They're definitely not merging. Um, yeah. And any version of the X Men, I think the only way they can really do it is by using alternate universes, which is a possibility. But you know, we want our X Men to live in this universe, so I'd rather than just start fresh. Yeah. 
Person. Starting fresh is probably going to be the best for storytelling. Yeah, um, totally agree. I they, they, I think they're at the point where they could safely jump to multiverse. But sure. I, I, I no. You still actually, want your you still want your all your multiverses to be coherent, and their whatever universe these X Men exist in is not coherent. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I think they actually would be okay to jump to multiverse level stuff like multiverse um what's the word science i guess showing the multiverse after thanos because thanos is still like they haven't had like a world event yet like yes ultron was trying to destroy the world but really everything just happened in sokovia and they fought him in sokovia right and then whatever after that but like Thanos would be a world event going on. Yeah. And to branch to multiverse so soon seems a bit hasty. Sure, so, sure. Well, I mean, you I, know, they already I building kind of, up they've already the introduced this idea with with Doctor Strange and I think they're going to they could slow roll that idea with other characters uh entering other universes first before they ever have to introduce it on a big scale like that. Of, of like an actual well, in, like incursions into this universe or whatever. Yeah, and I mean they they introduce it in Doctor Strange's dimensions though, True. which could it could be said that those dimensions are just other facets of this universe. That's true. Uh, it just depends on how they want to say it all. I, I, it depends I got, on the MCU science. Involved. I got the sense that when he was going through all those. All those visions, all those multiple Doctor Stranges and stuff. I, I, I got the sense that he was seeing the multiverse, but uh, yeah. I, I may be wrong. I may he could have been. A way he was experiencing other dimensions, so who knows. It could have been just a vision for us to show us how big the thing is and we don't know about it yet. Right, right. So Ashley Ann Coffin said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, So, I was just on Benedict Cumberbatch's IMDb, and it doesn't say his name for Avengers 4. That's no big deal. <laughs> uh, IMDb is always wrong. Uh, it, IMDb is garbage. It, like actual, especially that kind of stuff, like just oversights and casting and um, who's in how many episodes and this or that. Like IMDb is often just wrong. So I wouldn't take it too too much to heart to be worried about it. Don't yeah, no no, no, no okay. need for the sad face emoji. <laughs> I think he'll be. There. Uh, Yoda Hughes said to us, "Adams, you cast it all begins." Again, forcing the wife and five-week-old son to watch this as well. Yeah. Hashtag MCU binge. Hashtag Iron Man. Hashtag the lead to Infinity War. <laughs> He's got a picture of him with his, like, uh, you know, five-week-old mm. son. And they've yeah. got Iron Man on in the background. Just like, that's, that's, I mean, I, that's mad respect. Starting him young. Mad respect, brother. <laughs> <laughs> starting him young. <laughs> oh, man, when we were unpacking everything, uh, the wife was like, where where are we putting these things? I'm like, okay, well, all of the MCU stuff is going on its own shelf together <laughs> in cinematic release order. I'm like, wow. she's like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, okay, so Iron Man is first, then the Incredible Hulk, which I don't have. I'm sorry. Then Iron Man 2. And she's like, I don't see Iron Man 2. And I was like, oh my God, there's so, movie, so many movies that I just don't have. Like, why don't I have these? We have to get these now. <laughs> I've started buying a lot of this stuff more digitally now. I've never been much of a uh, 
having a big shelf of completed sets guy. Um, but, but even so, like just buying it on Google and knowing that as long as Google exists, I have a copy of that movie easily accessible. That uh, you can watch from almost anywhere. Yeah. That's been pretty cool. Yeah. I've been getting the, uh, the, like the 3d Blu-ray versions. Cause like the 3d at home is pretty neat, but I'll get it and then pull the uh, the digital code out and then just enter that into Facebook or not Facebook, God, into Google Play. Oh yeah, real quick and just be like, all right, now we have it. Cast it to the Chromecast. That's great. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tim Castillo said to us, "I have a similar viewer relationship with Bucky and Sam that Matt expresses here. I like Sam because he's been able to take or to talk about his own self and the reasoning behind his interactions with Steve and why he would take up with the Avengers, whereas Bucky's actions are easily explained only by his character's natural reaction of self-preservation. Most of Bucky's lines are story exposition, not character development. I do hope that Bucky gets his due in Infinity War and beyond T. I want to care more about him (laughs) because as little as his character has developed, his character is absolutely pivotal in two of the very best chapters of the MCU. That's true. He has been quite the MacGuffin thus far. <laughs> um, and I hate, I hate that he hasn't been much more than that. And I, I you know, I, I, and, and then even then, like my favorite moments with him were, were his moments like with Sam. Like I'd love to see like him or Sam become Cap. And then I think if he became Cap and Sam remained his, uh, his sidekick, and they had that same sort of like poking at each other relationship they have now. That actually could be could be fun. Yeah, and I think that that would happen like that uh, because Sam would want to keep him in check. Yeah, that's true. He's like, I got to keep an eye on you. You're not going to sully his name. He's like, of course I wouldn't sully the name. He's like, yeah, but you were brainwashed pretty freaking easily. <laughs> I don't know about easily, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wobbly Boots eighty five says. Uh, Adam wobbly boots. Yeah, wobbly boots. Adam Sucast. I'm just saying, guys, we could finally get this now that the mouse controls the fox, and it's a uh, it's a comic book oh. panel of uh, Black Panther proposing marriage to uh, Aurora Monroe or Storm, uh, and I think that would be so cool. <laughs> that would be. Oh man, I'm so happy. <laughs> I would love to just see Storm, you know, developing in, in in whatever country she's from, and like having some interactions Cairo. with Wakanda. She uh, she grew up in in the streets of Cairo. Okay, just the reason real the reason cool. that she knows Xavier actually the reason that she got uh, brought into the X Men is because she pickpocketed Xavier. That's fun, but that's you know. Different story, different. Oh, that would be so cool to add into an Xavier origin movie. Just have like a random little kid try to pickpocket him while he's in Cairo. Yeah, that would be really, <sighs> really, really cool. Anyway, uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook Marvel doesn't have to totally recast Fantastic Four to make a great movie. Julian McMahon would be great with a good script. And he is. Have you seen The Runaways? Yeah, he's been great, <laughs> he's been awesome. Uh, Kaylin C- Kayla, Kayla C. Ben, I can say words and read names, I promise, said to us on Facebook, I miss Jeff. I don't want to listen to David talk shit about Fitz. Don't you talk bad about Fitzy, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> I'm, I don't really remember what he said bad about Fitz. 
Um, and I feel he shouldn't I, have said a damn word. Yeah, I feel bad that I didn't. Uh, apparently, I, I got. I don't. I don't know. I, I hope I defended him. Uh, I, I, <laughs> you I better have. I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm with you, Kayla. If I let I you miss down, you too. Kayla. I'm sorry. Well, I'm mostly back, so you know that shouldn't happen again. Yeah. I'll make sure. I'll keep an, keep an eye out. <laughs> Jeff will keep the bad man away. <laughs> Stay back. I shall defend your honor. Um, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, if Jeff has seen Kingsman the Golden Circle, and then picture, if the MCU does the Enforcers, we have our fancy Dan. Nice. Uh, it's 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 uh, from Kingsman of the Golden Circle, one of the American Kingsmen, which I've, I don't know what they're called. Statesmen? The Statesmen. Statesmen. Uh, Statesmen. They're uh, doing some fancy, fancy lassoing. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a solid choice, I would think. They've already got the skills. They've already got the skills. Yeah, I've been meaning yeah. to watch that Kingsman of the Golden Circle. I still, I've been, I. Yeah, I just haven't. I've just been lazy. Yeah, too lazy to me, watch that movie. Me too. That's not true. I've been working really hard, and that's why I haven't watched that movie. It's really hard for me to find just two straight hours to sit down and watch a full movie. Like I'm always watching crappy TV in the background of whatever I'm working on. <laughs> and so, like, my... Because uh, if it's good TV, you're going to focus on it. Exactly. So I watch crappy TV all the time. Just to- way too I'm much sorry. of The Bachelor. <laughs> God, stop. <laughs> why did you hurt me? And like married at first sight, Ugh. really bad TV. Ugh. God, and all kinds of like home so, renovation shows. Another show that I've been loving though, and I've never had cable before, so I I haven't had the chance to watch a lot of it. But I've been watching it lately, and I it's my it's my guilty pleasure for sure. Uh, Impractical Jokers. Oh yeah, you tried to make me watch some of that. Oh shit. gosh, it's so funny. Uh, Ugh. It's like it's you know it's not written. It's just a bunch of guys goofing off, and it makes Being me laugh. Jackasses. Every every episode makes me laugh like out loud and hard. So I have no, I have not no guilt about that guilty pleasure. I just feel happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So PayPal said to us on Twitter at MCUcast for the Obama's administration reference in Runaways. Obama's first four years could be real, and Ellis would be in 2013 to 17, so it would make more sense if the Obama's administration was five years ago in the MCU instead of a year. Yeah, yeah it does know. seem like that. It does seem like when they said the Obama administration, they didn't mean right now. Unless Runaways happens in the future, like Spider-Man. Because <laughs> one, year, yeah. one year of not going on a date, is actually a pretty big deal because <laughs> that's what they're referencing. She says since the Obama administration, like maybe she did just mean one year. Yeah, but these are like working professionals, you know. They, it would make sense that they would be so workaholic focused that sure. they haven't had like a real date. Sure, but that's still a, that's still a problem. Really long time. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm saying it's still a, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not a good thing. It's a thing your daughter would make fun of you for. Um, yeah, but five years or one year, either way. Uh, but yeah, I think he's right. I think the one, the five years is probably it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick Story said to us uh, on Twitter, Adam Sucast, you've pitched a lot of crazy ideas, but the Avengers low stakes hangout movie is by far the best. Two hours of Stark throwing parties for his pals. Take my money. Yeah, I, I. The more I think about that idea, the more I love it. It's just so. 
so genius. You've got all these actors sitting around in Atlanta doing nothing while someone's uh, up in a green screen room being like hung from wires for their big scene. And you could easily just like hire another director, write a completely separate script where you just like have the Avengers be the Avengers but not have any big fight scenes. Like, and just make like a hundred million dollar. Uh, Avengers movie or like a $30 million Avengers movie like really budget you know yeah. and then you'd still probably make like another billion dollars <laughs> I don't see the downside for them and I love the idea you know what I would like I would like for that style movie or that movie to be shot in like a behind the scenes documentary style mm, kind of like, oh, yeah. like the beginning it's- of Spider-Man yeah, yeah, like that, or uh, like, um, what was it, the Team Thor thing, right. that little short. Or even like, like a Blair Witch type situation, like, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously not Blair Witch, but like just, just, just like a yeah, found yeah. footage sort of docu-series. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. It's a totally wonderful idea uh, that you have this little docu-series being shot of the Avengers. You could even have them going through the events of the previous movie. Like it, yeah. it could be, it could be overlaid with each other, and I just think yeah. you don't even tell anyone this movie's coming out. Like uh, two months after Avengers Four drops, you dro- you drop something called like Avengers Epitaph or like, not Epitaph. That's that's a epilogue, uh, Avengers Epilogue, and you just have like a like a interesting little like character stories about what everyone was going through and like flesh out the characters even more, but have it be a separate story so that you don't get like accused of just doing the BVS thing where you're like, you know what? You missed a scene that was really important. We're going to give it to you a week after the movie drops. Um, <laughs> make it its own thing. Make it its own movie. With like, yeah. maybe, 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 the, maybe the lead character in this movie is the documentarian. Like, he's not even... He's just interacting with the Avengers, but like his story is like a totally <laughs> different one. Um, I don't know. Oh, man. What if it was the same guy as, uh, as in... That was in All Hail the King. That was the reporter guy. Oh yeah. What if it's him? That could work. Except he's that would be awesome. Except I think he was like captured by the Ten Rings. But no, no, he was part of the Ten Rings. Oh. And the Ten Rings is gathering information right. on their enemies. That's that right. That would be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, Marvel, uh, you can take our idea. It's cool. You just can send, have it. Just send that me one's one free. million dollars. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. they're going to make a billion. Like that literally is like a nine hundred million dollar idea. Like you could seriously spend a hundred million and make a, a billion off of it with very <laughs> little work and very little marketing. Just be like, hey, another Avengers movie is out. You can even have it in theaters at the same time, and just people go in to see both. Like it'd just be insane. Um, <laughs> Marvel's gotten to the point to where they're just fighting themselves in the box office. Right. Well, they no, just don't thing, even care about DC like two anymore. Two months later, so like you put it out two months later, like after Avengers has been out and everyone's already seen it, and then they go see this like epilogue that is like, you know, a fully fleshed out story, but kind of gives you more context for everything that was going on in the movie, and then everyone goes and watches Avengers again because they want to see the it with the new context. <laughs> You're I'm selling so okay tickets. with that. I'm selling I'm so tickets okay like crazy here. Like I'm putting butts in seats right now. You're welcome. <laughs> Come on, Marvel. <laughs> you'd have my money. You'd have their money. There's so much money to be had. <laughs> uh, Jay Greenwall said to us on Twitter, Adam's UCast. It seems pretty clear that the Soul Stone is the heart 
shaped herb of Wakanda after seeing that most recent trailer. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, we ta- definitely talked a lot about that. Um, I d- I'm not sure I've seen the most recent trailer. <laughs> is it well? Is that it was the most recent different? trailer in December. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, like, there have been a couple of trailers. There was um, an international trailer that did a lot more. Uh, fleshing out. I think the one that he's talking about, though, is the specific uh, the the trailer that shows when Kilgrave, not Kilgrave, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger, whew, Michael B. Jordan's character, gets uh, suited up and has kind of like a yellow glow to his right. the way that his armor comes together, which yeah. is supposed to be the Soul Stone's color. Okay. Interesting. Yellow, yellow, orangish. Um. So it could be that he has it, or found it, or something, you know? Yeah, I don't know if that tracks, just because, like, well, then why is, uh, if his is yellow, then why is uh, T'Challa's purple, or whatever? Like, it just doesn't really, you know. Because like purple is another... the color of royalty? Well, exactly, that's my point. Like, <laughs> it's not, it, doesn't have anything, it doesn't have anything to do with the stone. Um, so I don't know if that tracks, but it, it, it's definitely possible that the heart of Wakanda is or whatever, like some, or causes it to grow or maybe the, maybe that soul stone being in the earth has caused that heart of Wakanda to grow all these years, that heart shaped herb, um, yeah. that gives them their abilities. Yep. 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 Uh, Jeremy Tomasulo said, Hey guys, I guess my red skull theory was wrong. Oh, well missed opportunity. Um, totally agree. Yeah, that red means. skull theory was great. Yeah, uh, Ragnarok. We should we should have seen Red Skull. Oh yeah, yeah. God, my brain, man. This must be old feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just writing uh, it for the first time in a while. Okay, uh, he says he continues regarding the Runaways' place in the MCU. Agents of Shield mentioned a multiverse and six one six this week. Uh, we have the Fox deal happening. What if this is another Earth, one that has mutants and the Fantastic Four? Could it be setting this up? Thanks for the great content. Hmm. It could be. You know, that would have been awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. If they had done that. <laughs> Molly's already not a mutant, though. So yeah. it seems like they're they're doing this classic MCU uh, rope-a-dope. <laughs> yep. The bait and... Good old bait and switch. <sighs> uh, Thomas McNeil said to us... Uh, this looks like an email. It finally happened. I remember the early days of the podcast. Marvel getting the rights back to the X-Men were pie in the sky, never going to happen, but let a boy dream talk. <laughs> well, what now? First and most important part is how they handle the canon. Does the X-Men movies become a part of the MCU? Not an easy decision, but I say no. Let Marvel bring a new cast of the X-Men into the fold. The question is how quickly can that actually happen, and in a way that puts quality over rushing. Looking at the timeline of slated movies, when is a realistic timeline for an MCU X-Men movie? Another big question I have uh, is, does this increase the amount of movies that Marvel is going to release? Could we now get four to six MCU movies a year? How do you introduce the X-Men? Do a few of the characters get origin stories first? I hope not. Uh, what does the X-Men lineup look like? Let's say Captain America dies in the fourth Avengers movie. It would be pretty cool to do a prequel Wolverine movie from World War II. You can have Cap, the Winter Soldier, and Wolverine on a mission together. Uh, you can also bring back Stark and the great Agent Carter. Uh, I'm assuming that if Cap were to die, it will be a very emotional and 
or I'm sorry, it will be very emotional and change how we view the other Cap movies. A prequel would be a great way to still enjoy Cap without bringing the Charter back from the dead. Oh my character. gosh. Not Charter, character. Like a World War II, like Logan meets Captain America meets Agent Carter movie would be so good. Because yep. we have all that time yeah. that they kind of, uh, you know, they... Uh, did the montage they montaged through a whole lot of captain america uh captain america's life in world war ii i would love to see them go back and tell more captain america stories after his death that would be so good even if he just shows up for a scene in in a in a in a, in a, in a like a logan movie or whatever man that would be good I, yeah. I think it's interesting and maybe that we're self-selecting because of how we talk about the x-men movies but pretty much all of our listeners that have written in have been like, yeah, definitely don't incorporate the... Uh, <laughs> don't bring that shit into my MCU. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. So, you know what would be really cool? It, you know, with your your thought where Logan meets Cap meets Agent Carter, like, what if God, part Thomas of that movie... Thought, yeah. Yeah, sorry. What if part of that movie was them... Uh, freeing an internment camp or a concentration camp where Eric Lynch oh, is. Oh, that would be good. That'd be <laughs> real good. And they'd have to freeze Eric Lynch so all the timelines make sense. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Eric Lynch was on the uh, was on the ship with Cap when it fell. <laughs> the ice. Uh, that's, that's stupid. Sorry, uh, but no. I, I also uh, let's see. Thomas also mentions: Will they go to four to six movies a year? I think with this acquisition, I think they have to. I think they should go to four movies. I do, and I think that they they need to bring on more talent and more resources to do it because you don't want them. You don't want to stretch your people too thin here. But I think it's phase four. It's like time for Fantastic Four. It's time for four movies a year. Phase Tastic um, Four. Yeah, man. Um, like, just do it. Just do this thing. Well, if you think about it too, like we've got, let's see, we've got this year we've got uh, Black Panther, we've got Avengers: Infinity War, and Ant Man and the Wasp this year. The next year is Captain Marvel, Avengers Four, still not named. Like we still don't know its name, and it's just over a year before it comes out. And then Spider Man Two, and then, like, what after that? We don't know of anything after that that they've even announced. They know We know that they have, like, 20 movies lined up, but no names have been said about what's coming up after that. So it could very easily be part of their slate. Yeah, we know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, pretty much. We are Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah. So we are Snow. Farmers. Oh. Bum, ba dum, bum. Sorry. No, <laughs> Thomas. He's in DC. Thomas has more to say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. Here we go. Thomas McNeil says, "Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and are getting ready to have a good New Year." I'm getting excited for my traditional fish MSG show run for NYE, uh, going to three out of the four nights. Guys, I say this is a huge fan of the pod. I know it's not easy with a busy work schedule, family, and I know one of you guys just moved, and one is about to go on tour, but damn do I miss the pod coming out on a regular schedule. I'm not trying to be a jerk and complain, just letting you know as someone who's listened for years now, I love the show and really miss it when it does not come out each week. 
Nothing is better than finishing an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Netflix, movie, and in a day or two hearing you guys' feedback. To me, it completes whatever that thing is. When I'm walking out of the theater, I think, man, cannot wait to hear what the guys have to say about it. But on the other hand, when the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s coming on, and I have not heard you guys' feedback yet, I feel like the last episode is not complete. Again, I know you guys have a lot of real-world stuff going on. I wish you guys the best of luck and hope 2018 smooths out a bit, and hopefully you guys can continue to put out amazing content. Thanks for another year of great shows. Tom, your man on the ground in NY, McNeil. We appreciate that a lot, Tom. And I know you say you're not trying to be a jerk. We don't, you don't sound like a jerk at all. You sound like you like the show, and we really appreciate it. And we are sorry that uh, this, you know, it's it's weird. Um, <laughs> normally, Je- Jeff's been had legitimate life changes that have kept him from the podcast. Uh, and normally, I would have done a lot more work to get guest hosts on and try to make sure something still came out every week. But I'm also in the middle of like the busiest time of my life with this album release. Um, so we are just both in like a, it was a bad December was not an easy month to make podcasts. Um, yeah. and, and I'm going to really sucks. Yeah. Cause like right after like November was our, biggest month ever yeah we had you know more people sh- more 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 downloads per episode than ever and and you know that means that means new people um and so we're really glad that everybody's joining the cast and listening but you know we we definitely kind of dropped the ball a little bit and it's not all jeff being gone it's also me being crazy busy um so but jeff's back jeff's in tampa uh, my album comes out February 1st, which means I'm going to be on tour for two months. But hopefully, <laughs> um, in my little gaps in my tour, we'll be able to still drop something uh, some something to get this content out. Um, even if we have to do some bad quality phone recordings or something, um, we, we just, I, <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't really, I hate getting this far behind with things. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I'll get the guest hosts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you'll, you'll, you'll be more settled in and you can get, do the guest host thing. Um, and that'd be awesome, <laughs> but yeah, we'll do our best, Thomas, to be back to it because I, I, we, we missed it a lot when we can't. We we always miss it. When we can't do it. Yeah, I felt bad for the past month or so, just not being able to do a day. I mean, thing. like it's, I said, it's not all you. It's it's just burned. as much me having tons of stuff going on uh, that it's it's made, it's made it really hard to do. So I'm just excited to be doing one tonight. So this is this is great. <laughs> yeah, be catching up on all this stuff. Let's see. Eric says, Hi all. Love your podcast. Since the Disney Fox merger, I've been thinking about the prospect of the X-Men in the MCU. God, haven't we all? Uh, He says, In your S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 3 through 5 cast podcast, you mentioned, I'm sorry, you said the problem with the timeline is that it is anchored to the Holocaust with Magneto. I think a way to solve the problem is to have Magneto to be a part of the Bosnian War and genocide of Bosnian Muslims. I've read quite a few comic books, and his Jewish heritage has never seemed to be greatly important. I could be wrong. I haven't read everything. But that would put it less than 30 years ago, so he could still be reasonably young. For the creation... I'm sorry. As for the creation of the mutants, it could easily be done with the Infinity Stones. This would make Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver mutants. The Infinity Stones have been on Earth, at least uh, space and time, for quite some time. At the end of Infinity War... Uh, or Avengers 4, perhaps Infinity Gem energy could be released and a bunch of mutants could be created. I know that this is very similar to the creation of Inhumans in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it is a possibility. Thanks for the awesome show and keep up the good work. You keep me connected to the MCU while I listen from China. Eric. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know much about the Bosnian War, and, and I, I think that's great. Uh, it, it sounds like it would definitely work 
for uh, the character, um, except, again, except for the same reason, I don't know much about the Bosnian War. I don't think the average American does, and I just think it doesn't have the same... Nothing, no war has the same gravitas to it as the, the Nazis. No enemy has the same, like, emotional weight as the Holocaust and the, the Nazis do. And it's just like, that. that's such a powerful scene. That first scene, uh, you know, in the first X-Men movie is so powerful. And it, and it just made, it just like set up that whole X-Men uh for for I think a lot of the emotional weight came from that first scene and like the the grounding of it in reality and everything. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if moving it to the Bosnian like crisis would be the same or you know. I definitely think there's ways to do it, and I just don't think as important as Magneto has been to the other version of the X Men timeline. I think that you could make Magneto. I don't think that Magneto's origin story is so important that you have to um, base an entire universe's timeline around it. <laughs> right, guess, right. Like, it's just time, maybe it's just time to modernize, and even if you have to lose a little bit of that uh, intensity that comes from the like tying it to the Holocaust, um, you know, it may, maybe his parents were in the you know, like maybe it's that he he. He has it ingrained in him because he was, you know, he he was the son of someone who was in the Holocaust or whatever, and that and that same like spirit of it's happening again with mutants could still be within him, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, my father told me about all of the the times in that concentration camp, and I'm going to make sure that that never happens again. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um. I mean, yeah, Tony Stark got modernized in the first movie. Like, originally, For Tony sure. Stark was in Vietnam whenever that happened. Right. And, like, changing it to another foreign war that America is a part of, like, it's, uh, it's easy to do any foreign war. The The thing with Magneto, though, is that I, that, you know, the, the, uh, the concentration camps is the big thing. Yeah, exactly. And, I think maybe making him the son of somebody who was hurt like that would probably be the best way to modernize him. Anyway, so all of that to say, I agree with you. Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, Oh, is this our last one? This looks like our last one. It's our last one. It's our last one for this one, because after that is Runaways. Yeah, then we're going to do a little quick Runaways cast. I don't know how quick that's going to (laughs) be. Uh, let's see. RPRP said to us, Hey guys, found you after going through withdrawals from another MCU cast, and I'm listening from your older episodes on, which is taking a while. I'm only on your Jessica Jones coverage now, but I have to say, I love the cast. You guys are hilarious and insightful, and once I figure out how to rate a podcast from the app, I'll, give you, I'll be giving you five stars. Uh, just like Matt, I really find myself establishing headcanons to make continuity work a lot, especially when it comes to chronology. I've actually got a 19-page Google Doc uh, going that fills or that puts all filmed content in chronological order, including flashbacks in the actual time they occur and switching between properties that happen to occur 
on the same day, i.e. Fury's Big Week or Daredevil's Season 2 slash Luke Cage Season 1. Seriously, it breaks them down scene by scene because there was actually a time when I had no life. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great listening to your old speculations with the context of hindsight and seeing what actually happens or doesn't, and I look forward to being able to send in feedback for recent episodes. It actually is rough not sending in feedback for things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2 when I'm listening. (laughs) Thanks for reading, and have a happy new year. I'd love to get Season 2 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback. Um, and I'll no, we'll like, talk about it. We will, and uh, or I won't remember the episode, and you'll have to explain it to me. Um, but no, that's uh, <laughs> I'm just glad we sound hilarious and insightful when he's looking back at like our theories from three, three years, years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of it's like, oh, they're missing the mark on that one. <laughs> that's totally yeah, like, why are they rambling? Totally, totally wrong. <laughs> so that's great. Well, thanks, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And we had, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, we had a lot of new listeners in November. Um, and in December, we didn't do many casts. But it's January now, and I'm hoping a lot of those people stuck around and subscribed. And we've got uh, a lot of new people. So thank you for being here. Um, if you want to find out more about us, uh, we're, we're all over the place on the Internet as, as MCUcast. Um, that's Facebook.com slash MCUcast. MCUcast at gmail.com. Uh, MCUcast.com. Uh, at MCUcast on Twitter, uh, and you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave a voicemail, too. So there's all kinds of ways to reach us. Uh, most of it's just MCUcast, uh, and then the voicemail is 573-CAST-MCU. Um, so please reach out. Um, if, if you've, also, if you're new to the cast, or if you're older to the cast and just never done it, uh, leave us a review on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and thumbs up us. Those all those things really help out. Help more people find the show, which helps us out at the show and just makes the community bigger and makes it a lot more fun. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/MCUcast. Um, if you want to hear my music, because I've got a new album coming out in like two weeks, um, go to um, MatthewCarrollMusic.com. That's uh, M A T T H E W. C A R R O L L. That's two T's, two R's, two L's. Uh, Matthew Carroll Music uh, dot com, and you can find uh, some music there, and you can pre-order it, or you can search Matthew Carroll on iTunes. You're sitting on iTunes right now. Search Matthew Carroll, and you can pre-purchase the album, which is super exciting that it's on iTunes. I don't know. I've never had an album on iTunes before, so I'm kind of excited. Um, first album, pretty pretty pumped. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you, guys. I'm glad, Jeff. Thanks for coming, being back with us. Hey man, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I, like as we've been talking, I've been doing work. I know like, after hours as well, like trying to make these servers get updated and everything. Like it has been hell this past month. Wow! So like I am trying as hard as I can <laughs> to be we'll, back we'll, for everybody. We'll do we'll do as much as we can, and we're just happy to have you. Um, all right, guys, we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow with uh, Runaways. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the next day, I think. So uh, stick around. Uh, we'll be uh, Subscribe. We'll be back in your ears in no time. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.